For the last 30 years, the Shocker Franklin Foundation for Youth has been one of the leading community organizations seeking to quell the highly important issue of youth suicide. Greetings again, still working remotely. I'm Adam Morgan. Founded by former business executive and governor's cabinet member Les Franklin, following the loss of his two sons, the foundation has worked tirelessly on a local and national level on youth suicide prevention and supporting families impacted by such occurrences. With COVID-19 lockdowns and virtual school classes now presenting an additional challenge to youth and their emotional health, we explore how to keep youth healthy and well-grounded through the uncertainty. On this edition, we touch base with the president of the Shocker Franklin Foundation, Ms. Mary Ann Franklin, and its founder, Mr. Les Franklin. We're right here in Denver. We still talk to young people. Our mission is a little different the way we operate, but we've always talked to young people and trying to prevent them from uh, taking their lives. And uh, because we're so accessible and many people know about us, uh, occasionally we get uh, a senior. In fact, uh, just uh, two days ago I had a minister refer uh, a 61-year-old gentleman who was talking about taking his life. And uh, we spent time with him, and I've talked to him on several occasions, but it's real clear that our primary mission is to uh, help young people stay alive. And during the pandemic, uh, we're getting quite a, bit, uh, quite a lot of business because so many children are locked in, uh, especially teenage girls throughout uh, the state of Colorado. And uh, we've had some serious situations where incest uh, is really uh, something that most people don't talk about, but we know that it's a serious serious problem throughout the country. In fact, uh, incest is a greater problem than most crimes that you can put all the rest of the crimes together, together rather. and uh, incest is still the number one crime uh, uh, beyond all those others put together. So uh, we're focused on trying to make people understand that. I personally, after talking to a young lady that was referred to me by one of my hockey players, uh, told me that uh, his friend, a neighbor girl, a girlfriend, not his girlfriend, but she was uh, planning on taking her life, and I asked him why, and he said because her father raped her. And so uh, I called her a couple of times. She didn't call me back. I called that young man back. Uh, he called her. She called me. I talked to her, and then uh, probably uh, two weeks later, she called me at 11.58 at night. I talked to her till about 3 a.m., 3.30 in the morning, till she fell asleep. The next day, I had my wife call her about 10, uh, and uh, she uh, didn't answer. She called back later and said she was in the park uh, with her dog, and uh, she was okay. Uh, and so far, we know that that young lady's still all right. But the issue is uh, so many children, especially teenage girls and girls and even adult women, are locked into a situations that are uh, very uncomfortable and very dangerous, in fact. And so we've been uh, trying to help young people deal with those situations. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, we'll never reduce the rate of teenage suicide as long as uh, incest is at the level that it is in this country. A lot of parents do not, especially the mothers, do not turn their husbands in because they are the sole source of income. And uh, whatever reason, but I know that that is a, a serious problem. Colorado's never been out of the top ten, and I can guarantee you that incest plays a major role in it. And when I've talked to children, I did at Douglas County High School, when a young girl walked up to me, held her arms in the air, had razor blade cuts in both armpits, and she said to me, Mr. Franklin, 
My brother raped me, and when I told my mother, she said, you should be lucky he loves you so much, quote, unquote, and then sent her brother off to Arizona. Is is this something you think the Colorado Department of Public Health should be putting more research into? I think, um, uh, Adam, one of the things that I learned from a uh, psychiatrist at uh, UC Health in the Depression Center, and I asked him about this, and he said the problem becomes that when they have people that are depressed and, and suicidal and whatnot, this is a subject that doesn't always come up. And even if it is a question that's asked of people, they don't answer it uh, truthfully. And so it's hard for them to track unless someone just comes out and says, this is what happened. And uh, they know that it is an issue, but they haven't figured out how to get people to open up more about it. Yeah. Uh, the only person that we really know that ever, or there's two people that have spoken up about it um, years ago, uh, Marilyn Vandervure, who was uh, Miss America, she wrote a book, and she wrote about um, incest with her father and how it had affected her her entire life. And she was willing to come out and speak about it. And uh, hopefully maybe at that time there were more people who came forward about it. Do either of you think this, uh, the situation we're in with COVID-19, with youth not seeing their friends, you know, the going back and forth with school, sometimes they're in person, sometimes they're uh, remote learning, you know, what they're doing from week to week, is this contributing to maybe higher uses of social media or putting them into these uh, pressure cooker situations where they don't know what's going on? And then when you add incest on top of that, uh, you, you, you have this explosive combination for potential suicide. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, when, when you're locked in with someone and you can't really get away and uh, you're seeing them every day and then at night people are sitting there, they're drinking, and there are a lot of people that do social drinking, and in this situation, they're even doing more of it. I'm sure that none of the liquor stores have closed up with those kind of situations going on, and especially uh, now that people may be on the verge of divorce, but they can't leave or they don't leave because of the pandemic, then it just compounds the problems that uh, they've been dealing with all along, and now they're just uh, worse than they were before. But uh, I should real make it make it real clear that, uh, this is a national problem in this country, but it's also an international problem. Okay. With respect to those parents and maybe families who don't have uh, incest as an issue, uh, what do you recommend that parents need to be doing now with their children at home with them for so long, not being able to see their friends? Uh, do they need to spend more time with the kids? Yeah, they need to spend more time with their children, but there's other things they can do. There's nothing wrong with getting in a car with your children or a child or two and uh, just driving and showing them different parts of maybe the city they've never seen and pointing out uh, maybe historical facilities or historical monuments. Uh, And they're Mm -hmm. in every community. You know, if you just went down Pennsylvania Street, you could point out the Molly Brown House, and that would probably mean more when you sat down and started talking about Molly Brown and the Titanic, you know, and you could show them the Capitol. Many kids don't think about going downtown and looking at or seeing where the capital is and talking right, about the right. dome and the gold dome and talking about the city facilities and how they've grown. 
you know, parents have been here and seen the, the development of the community. And so there's many yeah. things that they could talk about. It would be more relative to them. And then they go back home and they sit in uh, a room and they get online if they can get online. Unfortunately, many kids on the inner city don't have the, the uh, capability of going online. Uh, the best right, thing they right. may have is a cell phone. There, there was a, uh, a, a report uh, that I saw just the other day, or maybe it was this morning, that uh, a young person had uh, committed suicide doing a class Zoom session so all the mm-hmm. other, other kids could see it. And I said, my gosh, you know, how do you even how do you even think about doing it and exposing that to your classmates? That's a situation where someone should have picked up, and maybe it was the parents, that there was something going on with that child. There was something had happened uh, before, and it may have been that that child was not happy with the class. Maybe some other kids had you know, uh, teased him, it hurt him or her. So, you know, there's, there's something happened that made that child want to do that at that particular time, but somebody should have yeah. noticed. Adam, yes. Yes. I've yes, talked sir. to literally thousands of children, and what most parents don't seem to focus on and understand, we're bombarded with all kinds of inputs that suicide is something that's always out there and it's going on all around us. If you can rarely turn on the television to watch a movie that somewhere in there somebody's taking their life or someone has taken someone else's life. And when I've talked to children in classes, I've never spoken in a class where at least 90% of the kids in the class had not had either thought about suicide or knew someone else that uh, had wow. already taken their life or considered taking their life. And so one of the things that I came up with it's saying, look, would you prefer to have a friend? Because when they talk about taking their lives, they swear their friend to secrecy. And I said, would you rather have an ex-friend uh, that you can say because you told their secret or a dead friend that you kept the secret? And so I tell them. And they, all the kids always said, I'd rather have an ex-friend than have them be alive. So is the uh, website the best way to... Uh, contact to see what's going on with the various ways that they can support you? Yes. Yes, that's one way. And they can also give us a call directly at 303-337-2515. And, of course, the website is uh, www.shaka.org. And uh, from there I can give them, if they would like to uh participate in the silent auction, they can get that uh, information off of our website, and they can also get that from me if they call. Okay. Now, the silent auction goes on until when? It goes on until December 14th, and we have some interesting items, I think, this year. We have a uh, guitar that's been signed by uh, a Denver Broncos guitar that's been signed by Von Miller, Philip Lindsay, Drew Locke, okay. and uh, Bradley Chubb, that's there. And um, we have some really great uh, travel experiences where people can go places. And uh, they have two years, and in some cases five years, to redeem those uh, uh, certificates oh, that they'll get for good, travel. So the so pandemic could be over. Yeah, so that the pandemic hopefully will be over. Some of our donors that 
had given in the first place for, for the luncheon that they have helped make this uh, happen, and that would be uh, University of Colorado Foundation, um, uh, some individual people, then they're all listed, El Pomar Foundation, they're all listed on the website, and people can see that, and we thank those folks immensely. One final thing here, um, with the possibility at the end of the month, the uh, rent uh, moratoriums end. So approaching that, are you recommending the parents to uh, to let their kids know what's going to go on before it happens so they can better manage it later and what the parents' plan is? if they're going to be adversely affected by it so that the uh, kids don't look at themselves as a problem and an issue during it. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I think that parents certainly ought to communicate everything that's going on uh, much differently than maybe in the past when uh, parents just sat down and paid their bills and handled all the family business. I think they need to make that a family kind of a meeting and discuss those things so it's not a surprise. And also let the kids know what they're trying to do. And many times, if they're talking with teenagers uh, and even sometimes younger kids, kids have ideas that many times parents don't think about. So I would encourage them to have a family meeting and, and bring the, uh, all the issues on the table so that uh, it doesn't become something that just hits the kid in the face. Uh, we've dealt with uh, a mother who lost her uh, job, and uh, then she lost her home. And uh, fortunately, I happen to know her son who played hockey, and uh, we were, and he told me the uh, the issues, and we were able to get involved with that family. Now this was several years ago, but we got involved with that family. The mother is a divorced mom, and we got them into. Uh, they first got them into a motel where they were staying in a you know sharing a room together, which wasn't comfortable for either one of them. But then uh, she found a, a job, and uh, but she couldn't make the uh, the first and last month payment. And that's one of the situations where we were able to help. Uh, but right, you can only right. do those kind of things, Adams, when uh, when you got corporations that are helping you with a substantial amount of funds. We do thank founder Les Franklin and President Marianne Franklin of the Shaka Franklin Foundation for Youth, working to end youth suicide, for being our guest on this edition. To gain additional insight and to support the foundation, go online to shaka.org. That's S-H-A-K-A dot org. You'll also connect with them for their fundraiser event as well. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay safe. Mask up when going out. And many thanks to you as well for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.